on. Hello, hello. There we go. Okay. Check one, two. Previously on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. If you uh, want to play sports in the fall, that should not be the government's decision. It should be the parents' decision. In college, in high school, every middle school kid, every high school kid, every college kid signs a waiver for concussion protocol. Every single one of them. And then the parents have the wisdom or guardians to choose whether they allow their minor to participate in a sport. I made sense the other day and it makes sense today. So why not do that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe we won't have the option of doing that as Mike DeWine, the governor of the state of Ohio, has a press conference today that must have some kind of amped up significance because it's at 530, not at 2 or 2.30 whenever he's been doing it. And it is... Uh, I think he's going to close bars and restaurants. Oh, you yeah. think so? That's my prediction. Yeah, it's going to be something significant, but we'll stand by. We'll see. It is a... Wednesday, July 15th edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Bruce Hooley, Chris Spielman with you. Follow us on Twitter at We Tackle. Send us an email because Friday, the next time we get together, we'll be giving away $1,000 in COVID-19 relief. COVID-19 just won't leave us, but... Um, Play through it. I'm for that, too. The more we know, the less we appear to know. Well, How the it spreads, of, yeah. what it does, who it affects. How the head of the CDC said if everybody wears masks for the next four to eight weeks... He could be gone. He came out and made that statement yesterday. So were they ones that initially said masks didn't help or not? I there were I Fauci they, said that, and a lot of people. said I think that. they said it because the concern of masks not enough for the medical people for the onslaught of the five million dead or whatever. They what, whatever they anticipated. Yeah, whatever they anticipated. By the way, have you ordered your state of New York victory lap poster on how they handled uh, COVID nineteen? Governor Cuomo put together quite the. Uh, quite the victory lap poster about how what a great job New York did with COVID and it's so detached from reality that he was being ripped on CNN for it last night. I, don't, I can't handle it. I'm, I'm, I'm detached from the news. I told you. Okay, good. I see the headlines and that's about all I want to see. And I look at some facts, but I don't, I used to be a big newsie as you well know. Yeah, me and too. I, I'm just done. I'm done. I'm not going to deal with it because it's, I sent a verse out today, and I know we're not in the faith um, portion of our segment, but biblically it tells us to lift each other lift each other up and encourage each other, and we don't do that. And so encourage one another and build each other up. Thessalonians 5.11, uh, that was a, a verse today, and I'm trying to do that, and I can't do that because I'm not strong enough to do that by watching people just destroy each other constantly, and, and especially the leadership destroy each other constantly it just drives me insane so i'm not going to put myself through that all right well thankfully we do have some sports headlines to talk about today and uh, we'll start with the buckeyes resuming workouts they had paused workouts and i actually thought that was a really bad sign for things but i think resuming the workouts eh, within a week weekish it's a, a week sign. from last Wednesday. Okay, that's a good sign. They're back. All the fall sports are back and they're working out. So it must not have been that significant of a of a thing. I applaud them for being on top of it. And I'm sure, you know, I, I mean. Five of the 59 players, I believe, don't quote me on these numbers, but I believe it was five of the 59 players tested positive. They isolated those players. So they'd still be isolated because I think you have to isolate, what, is it two weeks, 10 days, well, something like that? Well, to me, um, from the doctors that we dealt with in our COVID situation, it was uh, um, 
10 days to before you're not contagious anymore. And that would depend, I think, also on how you, obviously how you're feeling. I did mean, you get tested every day or how do no. they do that when somebody has it? Tested, to, tested once and say everybody in the house, shut it down. Everybody in the house, shut it down. And then mm-hmm. how do you know you get to go ahead to go back and do your thing? Like you get it's tested 10, and get, did a negative after, test? After, no, I, I think some people have to have a negative test. <clears throat> we were told. <clears throat> Excuse me. We were told we don't have to go back and get another test. So okay, I don't. Macy, my daughter's reporting to Bowling Green on um, Sunday. She Are they in a to, bubble up there? Or is she allowed to be a college kid, or uh, is she in a bubble? No, they're going to kind of be isolated from everybody. I think until school starts, and then we'll see where it goes. I, I just, again, I mean, I, I I'm beyond fr- frustrated with everything because. It's obvious that it's here. We have to learn to live with it and not just exist, but we have to learn to live with it. If you do get it, you take care of yourself the best you can. You take responsibility. We, as a family, our experience was this. The person in our house that had it uh, was isolated, isolated for a week. She had symptoms for two days. Uh, I wouldn't say they were uncomfortable, but not. What kind of symptoms did she have? She had a fever and some body aches. Okay. And I would say for two days, and they were not uh, excruciating, but it's uncomfortable. Third day, she started feeling better. She hasn't had a symptom mess. The biggest symptom she has now is frustration and boredom. Did they give her some kind of uh, drugs? Did you give her nothing? I gave her her Tylenol for two days. For the body aches, yeah. The flu, she's... There's the flu cases have been much worse. Um, studies out today that you know, kids are more susceptible to die from the flu statistically, not in, not an opinion, just statistically. Yeah, I can actually cite those. And there were COVID. So CDC says there have been uh, 15 people, um, excuse me, I said that wrong. For people under the age of 15, there have been 30 COVID deaths. Seasonal flu average is 190. Uh, from suicide, 436, from murder, 625, from drowning, 4,114. So it's not as, at least statistically at this point in time, not statistically as speaking, much yes, but, a threat. Oh, but but every would, lost life would be would, horribly, uh, horribly tragic, of course. You know, and I'm, I'm right now, too, I'm not prefacing that. Of course it is anymore. It's, it's like I'm not prefacing everything where I'm not a racist, for every comment I make, I'm not prefacing anything. Any again, I mean, I know who I am. I know what I believe. I know what the intentions of my heart are. I'm not prefacing anything anymore. And um, so, and I just want to go through what we did in being responsible. One person was designated a caretaker. One person was designated the supply getter. I was the supply getter. Mm-hmm. That means, and how I got the supplies was that I would load up with groceries, so I'd make limited amounts of trips to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I would uh, take my temp. I would monitor everybody's temperature every single day. I would ask. I would go through the same uh, questionnaire, basically, that you would get if you went to, uh, like, when Macy was going to Orthopedic One, uh, the doctor's office for rehab for a knee. They'd ask you a bunch of questions. Uh, you feeling well? You have a sense of taste or smell? Uh, do you have body aches? Um, do you have a fever? And they take your fever. So there's a way to live with this responsibly and to do it. And, and if somebody was, fortunately for us, uh, we were able to uh, re- recognize where she was exposed. We were able to isolate her quickly, and our recovery has been uh, pretty smooth and simple. And as I've said on previous broadcast, double-digit number of her friends uh, also came down with COVID, and all of them basically had one or two symptoms, but nothing that put them on their back. And I'm not saying it can't put you on the back because it obviously can, but sure. I'm just saying our, my experience, our experience. So they're all young folks, under 20, I would say, or 20 or under. Mm-hmm. And I go back to this very same question that nobody's been able to give me an answer, and I don't know why. And that question is, do kids get COVID without playing sports? That answer is yes. Or without going to school. Or without going to school. Do kids get COVID by going to school and playing sports? Yes. And then the argument would be, well, the teachers and coaches and refs could be exposed. 
well, then they have to choose themselves, freedom-wise, what risk they choose to take and or, or then sign a waiver. If they don't feel comfortable doing it, then they have to look for another job. That, that's exactly how you have the freedom to choose whether you want to do it or you don't want to do it. That's what you have to do. I, I have a choice whether I want to continue to work with Fox. If I want to continue to work with for Fox during the uh, uh, NFL season, I have to follow the rules of Fox. That means I have to get a test every single week. I don't mm-hmm. think I need a test every single week, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter what I think no. because my employer says you need to get a test every single week. That's right. They're going to have rules that I must obey. I think the rules may be silly. They may not be. But it doesn't matter what I think. I choose to continue to go to work. I asked a, a giant a giant eagle friend of mine who knows statistics. Now, you would think that grocery store workers would be some of the most exposed people in the world. I think so. A lot of strangers 36, coming in. 36,000 employees. 0.3% tested for COVID. 36,000 employees, 0.3%. Point, not three, 0.3%. All right. Uh, So what are we doing? I mean. It is a mystery, um, you know, they they haven't, I don't think, got their fingers around it. Good news from the AP today. The first vaccine that uh, has been proven to boost the immune system has tested and tested well, and they will do final testing this month. So we may have a Maybe vaccine. Maybe Dr. Roy's on something. Or Dr. Roy's on top of things. And tell the people again, because I, I keep going back to this, and every time I say this, people say, I don't I don't know what I'm talking about. About a, He said they're producing a vaccine now. This they is, wouldn't be producing it if they weren't pretty sure it's going to get approved. And if they didn't have initial tests that were positive, they wouldn't be investing the money because it's going to be a big moneymaker for whatever pharmaceutical company or companies come up with a vaccine. The fact that they are producing it in mass quantities means that they expect it to be approved so that they have mass quantities available for purchase so they they can make a lot of money off it. When do they expect it out? October. (laughs) I tell people that and they say I'm lying. Yeah. That I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, We want to remind you that uh, auiinfo.com, our friends in Akron, licensed throughout the state of Ohio, can handle your small business questions when it comes to providing health insurance for your employees. Think that's going to be a big deal when we get back and running? You better believe it is. It's a big deal right now. And so are HR issues. You have someone who's fearful of coming back to work. You want to separate from them and move on because you've got business to do. Or you want to be sensitive to them. You want to know how to classify them on your payroll. AUI Info can help you with all those things. They are the small business experts because they are a small business themselves. So remember the name, AUIinfo.com. That is the easiest way to get a hold of Chrissy and Julie and Steve and all the other uh, 14 other employees at AUI Info. They understand your challenges because they have the same challenges. Okay. Very good. I, I, I would, if I had a business, I know I'd be on that because I, I have no idea how you would handle all this legally. And, and they understand it and... How to set up your business. I wanted to ask you a question. I asked you a question when I walked in here. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll have college football? Because I get that everywhere That's the question. I go. Yeah, High school sports and college sports. Okay. That's what people I, want to know. I want to address the high school sports. Okay. I, I think high school sports, I want to address the college one too, but I think high school sports, I, I, I think it's a huge mistake if they don't play. Now, if you want to switch the seasons around, I don't have a problem with that. Like with the uh, Central Ohio coaches proposed i actually thought that was a decent idea they proposed moving high school football to spring doing the most socially distanced sports in the fall sports like golf and i think volleyball baseball softball things like that baseball softball volleyball uh they they didn't make a determination on when swimming and diving could be staged but they have football in the spring soccer in the spring basically they kind of flip the calendar six game regular season and everybody makes the playoffs yeah that's the proposal for this year only I, yeah, and I, I actually think that's a, a really good idea. I was talking to Carrie about this, and I said the only problem is at a lot of schools you have football and lacrosse are big dual sport. They have sports. those as being contested in the spring at the same time. Yeah, and you force kids to choose. Right, right? now football's fall, lacrosse is spring. The only good thing about lacrosse is that I know that there's 
summer leagues or yeah. like an AAU lacrosse sure. league that's club that a lot of kids can get recruited from. But there's something about playing for Upper Arlington lacrosse or no doubt. Dublin Kaufman lacrosse or Olin TNG Liberty lacrosse or whatever good lacrosse programs there are. And Carrie made a good point. You know, she said, and we were actually walking, talking about this, and she said at least those kids will get to have one, mm-hmm. which I think is vital and, and, and very important. Um, the other thing was college. Now, move, the proposal was everybody could possibly want to move college to spring. You have to be prepared for this. If I'm Justin Fields and they're telling me my season could go into May or June, I don't know if I'm playing. I don't know if I'm playing. If I have whatever, five-year deal, so let's say five-year deal, Rookie deal uh, NFL. Yeah, $35 million, $40 million if I'm a top 10 pick mm-hmm. for a quarterback. I don't know if I'm playing. Well, that's going to we'll, we'll, be the big issue. Well, and you think that some Ohio State fans would have a huge issue with that. Yes. But I understand why Justin Fields would do what he did. It's essentially the same decision Nick Bosa made. Uh, a little bit. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's linked to it. Nick Bosa made the decision. I'm going to. Rehab and get ready and come back. I don't want to get injured for the combine. Justin F- Nick Bosa was already injured. Right. Justin Fields would not be injured. I could. I don't know Justin at all uh, because you know we don't we don't get around the guys enough to really get to know how they think. <laughs> but I would say that um, he would he would be justified saying it's not worth the risk. When you look at the kind of contract Patrick Mahomes signed. That's the potential that Justin Fields has to believe he could someday yeah. sign in the National Football League, not as a rookie, but someday. That's what he would be putting at risk. Now you can say, well, he's played football X number of years. He's never had an ACL. He's never had a rotator cuff. He's never had a sep- you know, separated shoulder. But that could happen on any snap. He hurt his knee last year. Right. Hey, by the way, Carrie just texted and said that she, she can hear the fan. She can. Is that okay with you? It's okay with me because... Um, hey, Carrie, text me. Is it disrupting our conversation? If it is, we'll turn it off. Turn it off. Tough, if we'll it is it, if you, if, it if you can actually hear us and they'll have to deal with the fan, then you know, you, you'll be our test case. Uh, Justin Fields had to scare last year. Okay, what? I mean, it has to go through somebody's mind. Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, yeah. right? Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. I don't know what other college quarterbacks are out there. Um, so the other thing that I was talking to a group of people about in not only the financial ramifications of moving, um, the season to spring and then some of your star players saying, wait a second, the NFL is not stopping for anybody. They're going to hold their draft when they hold their draft. Are they going to be able to get drafted while they're still playing? Well, I mean, are... (laughs) You get the whole interview process, the combines in February. Yeah, what, what, I mean, how's that going to work? I'm sure, you know, you'll draft guys, whether they're at a combine, whether they travel around, they proved that this year. But do you, if you're Ryan Day, do you want to be playing college football while your guys are thinking about appealing to no, NFL it, teams it, in the draft? It doesn't. I mean, it, it helps everybody else. She said it's very annoying. Can you All turn right. it, please? Off? She's very demanding. Trust me, I live with this. The list of chores and the orders that I follow. I <laughs> there, the fan is off. I know it's just. All right. Well, we know. I'm serious. We appreciate Carrie. No, I I, I appreciate her too. Now you know what I live with twenty four seven. You're a lucky man to live I'm with lucky. Carrie twenty four seven. Chores, chores, chores. That's all I do. Give, uh, give, give. Run that house. But anyway, well, we got guys. Sk- we got guys skipping bowl games and stuff like that. Now, guys who skip bowl games, nobody's ever skipped a playoff game. To. Uh, help themselves stay injury-free for the NFL draft. So I – but, yeah, well, I think it would be a domino thing. I think if one player said, no, nah, I'm not playing. I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play either. I mean, there's just too it's much – too much – look at the money that Mahomes got. Look risk. at the money Miles Garrett's about to get. I don't I, – you know, I hate how we say that, like, look at the money. I get it. It's the money, but it's – You have to make a, a decision ch- for your future. It's you have a chance to, to – do Generation, a lot of good. Generational, yeah, generational money. to set everything up for you, for your kids, for your their kids, for their yeah. kids, and with with now money for for your parents or whatever. And so, for me, I don't think it would be worth it. Now, if I were coming out and 
if I were a senior, I would play. But the money that I was making when I first came out, I was thinking about this and how long ago it was, was 1988. And mm -hmm. I was thinking about my first contract. Mm -hmm. When I signed that first contract. This was back when you could sign crazy contracts, rookies to crazy contracts, if they were top of first round right, but rookies. It, but relatively speaking. There was no salary cap pool. Then yeah, but there rookies. was, but there were also, it wasn't crazy money. Yeah, do you now, mind saying what it was or not? Yeah, I'll tell you what it was. I don't. I don't mind saying it. Um, but it was a lot of money back then, and it was a year before I got married. But what what pick was I, by the way? Uh, you were the because you made a tragic mistake. Was the thirtieth overall pick, twenty eighth overall pick, 29th. 29th overall pick. I was close. You almost think that you wrote a book with me, but hey, who who's counting there were so many other more memorable things in that book than your draft day experience you're i figured it out you're just you're just ticked off that i shunned you on my draft day you didn't shun me your mom she shunned you your mom shunned me now would not be a good time for you to talk to him i don't she said i don't think now would be a good time she didn't say now wouldn't be she said, i don't think now would be a good time because i was spoiled about um uh, Yes, uh, my rookie contract was four years, mm -hmm. um, $1.2 million. Oh, my goodness. For four years. Over, not a year. Yeah, not a year. That was for four years. Yeah, so. Was it guaranteed? Uh, no. Yeah. It was a, I got. What was your signing bonus? 300 Okay. So for a kid, you know, getting $300,000, you know, that's awesome, right? And mm -hmm. back then. 1988. I sure. wonder what that would translate to today's money. I'm actually going to look that up, but um, uh, uh, but I never made it to the fourth year. I they re-signed me, and that's when Plan B came out. So there's a little bit more a little bit more leverage when Plan B came out. My second contract when I started making really good money, then I stayed in Detroit for two more or one more contract which was pretty big then I hit it big relatively speaking going to Buffalo yeah going to Buffalo where I was actually the highest paid linebacker in the league for about 3 days about 3 so, days yeah so that's how it works and, and so but I still think that back then I probably would have played my senior year um I think the mindset of players was different back then. I think the school meant more to players back then. I'm not sure that the the NFL was big. I know, and you were, you know, you had been driven to play in the NFL. That was it. I think that was the, the goal. Yeah, but I think the I can't. Why can't I put my fingers on the word I want? The the peer, for lack of a better term, peer pressure. It would have been scandalous back then for a guy to say, "I'm sitting out my senior year and getting ready for the NFL." Yeah, I think you wouldn't have thought to do that. The guys just didn't do that. The other thing, you know what? The other thing is so different. And you know, by the way, I support every kid because I've actually lived it, right? So I know what the decisions are and what the process is. And every kid, their dream when they come to Ohio State isn't to play for Ohio State. That may be part of the dream, but the ultimate dream is the NFL. Sure. And that's who Urban recruited. That's who Ryan Day recruited and I think that's a little different mindset than maybe Woody Hayes or Earl Bruce. Mm -hmm. Earl Bruce probably recruited guys that hey my ultimate goal is to be an Ohio State Buckeye. I don't think there's one kid that Urban or Ryan recruit that their ultimate goal is to be an Ohio State Buckeye. No. I think their ultimate some people will get offended at me saying this, but I'm just trying to be a truth teller. Their ultimate goal is to be an NFL guy. That's what they Absolutely. sell. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I would sell, and that's why they're able to have the success that they have in recruiting because they're selling the NFL. Then you walk through the facility, and the NFL is painted, uh, not literally, figuratively, all over Woody, that facility. Woody and Earl, guys, coaches used to sell, come play for us, win a Big Ten championship, win a Rose Bowl, win a national championship. You come to play for the team accomplishments we can achieve together. Now you're right. They highlight, we had this guy taken here. We got this guy taken here. We got this many DBs taken in the first round. We got Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Chase Young. You know, <laughs> we've had 
Dwayne Haskins. We're going to have Justin Fields. We're going to start being quarterback you. We got wide receivers. Some, our, this is our NFL legacy. They're not the only ones selling it. They just have more to sell yeah. than, than a lot of programs. It's amazing. I mean, you could actually make an argument. I mean, I used to make the argument about linebacker you. I sent you an article. Did you get that article I sent you about the, the number of defensive backs drafted in the NFL? Yeah. And Ohio State's number one. Yeah. I, it's just, I mean, it, it they're so successful at being able to draft kids. And the thing I love about, the, or recruit kids, the thing I love about that is that the kids that they recruit aren't afraid of coming in and competing against the best because every guy that they expect to have a great future doesn't pan out. No. And you see that this year in their recruiting class. They got great wide receiver after great wide receiver. This is unbelievable. The commitments they have from these two running backs, Travion Henderson and the other kid's name escapes me, but they're two of the top ten running backs in the country. They're both coming in. Now, there's a cornerback that was committed to Clemson. He's decommitted from Clemson. The thought is he's coming to Ohio State. Yeah. So, you know, what stat out today that the average completion rate against a college cornerback is 55%. Ohio State's corners, guys who've gone in the first round, Denzel Ward was 35%, yeah. Jeff Okuda was 40%, even Damon Arnett was 45%. I say even Damon Arnett because he was on the high end, Lattimore and those other guys who were, you know, taken in the first round. Mm -hmm. uh, Arnett's was the highest, but he was still 10 percentage points under the average college corner. That's why the yeah. Raiders took him in round one. What What do you think if there's um, – because you know this and you follow it a little bit more than I do in this area – the if they just cancel college football altogether, the financial fallout from that would be devastating, wouldn't it? Well, there's starting to be some uh, grudging complaints from the non-conference opponents that Ohio State and other Big Ten teams have disengaged from. And well, let's be honest, the Pac-12 is going to do the same thing. The Big 12 is going to do the same thing. It's a follow the lemmings kind of approach. I, it's why I thought it was ridiculous that the Ivy League sets the tone for everybody, but it's, they're yeah. doing it. The Patriot League, you know, the Patriot League and the Ivy League basically putting peer pressure on the Big Ten on what to do in college football is, to me, indefensible, but it is. that's the reality of it. I think we're going to see a major adjustment in how college sports operate. If, if... If we don't have a college football season, well, I don't. I don't know honestly. How does Ohio State, even Ohio State, which they're you know they're the rich of the rich, okay? How does Ohio State sustain paying Ryan Day five million dollars if he doesn't have a football team to coach? That's a big hit, even for Ohio State. And I'm not saying you know they shouldn't pay Ryan. I'm just saying when you you're paying Kerry Combs one point four million, he doesn't. He's not coaching. Now he's still there at the facility. He's still working. He's still recruiting. Or still, I'm not. I don't mean to insinuate he's sitting up with his feet up, you know, eating bonbons and watching Netflix, doing nothing. He's engaged. He's doing as much work as he can. What about I sponsors, no, I have no doubt about the work ethic of Kerry Combs and Ryan Day. I'm just saying, from a from a legal standpoint, those guys have a contract. They have every right to expect to be paid. They've signed a long-term contract. Ohio State signed them to a long-term contract because they wanted to keep them from escaping. Nobody could foresee a pandemic coming, but I wonder how that gets worked out. I'm curious to that. You know, because the coaches have to understand. I don't I don't mean they they need to bend. I'm saying they can certainly comprehend that we're in a different kind of a world that no one could the have most, foreseen coming. The simplest solution if they bow down and cower from COVID because... I mean the my, sport, not the coaches. Right. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Because kids get... I guarantee you on college campuses, there's going to be COVID outbreaks, and you have to learn how to deal with it. I guarantee it. Come on. Um, okay, I digress. What the other ramification that nobody's talking about is what about the sponsors of Ohio State football? What's Ohio State football going to do with those? Yeah, those the like amount the, of money that they're going to lose because if you're not playing, I ain't paying. Yeah, the Hondas and the Giant know, Eagle John Deers, Giant Eagle Krogers, they're on the hook for millions of dollars. That's in stadium advertising. That's advertising on broadcast. Broadcast wouldn't take place. La 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 la. You know, there'll be no big sandy first down if there are no first downs. So <laughs> I think they better superstore first down. I mean, I think they really better consider 
uh, what the fallout's going to be. Because I'm sure they're having conversations about that. How do we? I don't know that they're having conversations because I never hear any of those conversations reported. The thing that I would assume is going to happen, whatever you have uh, left on your contract, we want to give you another year. We'll give you another year, yeah. But what if that company says, uh, no, I, I think I want to renegotiate. Well, and the companies are in different. Look, this affects every company's bottom line. I have had I some conversations. Country, with, I think it gives a company an upper hand in negotiations. I think a company would have the option to say, no, if I was ready to, if my contract ended in 2022, I don't want it extended to 2023. Yeah. I want to renegotiate. And this that. is, this is a phenomenon that extends everywhere. And that's why I was a little surprised yesterday to hear that the Browns and Miles Garrett we're close to a f- adding five years to his contract. It's a five-year extension. They're not tearing up the final two years of his rookie deal. They're, Are you sure about Yes. That? They're signing a five-year. Through 2026. Yeah. They're signing a five-year contract because he has two years to run on his rookie deal. So it would be seven years total. So he's It's a five-year 125 extension. But for the next seven years, he'd make $144 million. So the Browns are thinking, we're going to get him on. This is a lot what the Indians used to do with their young players. They'd sign them to long-term deals that maybe we're paying you. It's kind of the opposite. of Well, it's, no, it's not. It's really what the Browns are doing. We'll sign you to a little bit more now before we have to. Well, he's going to get a signing bonus, so. Yeah, we'll sign you a little bit more now before we have right. to because we know the day is coming when We'll have to sign you, and at that point in time, we'll owe you more than if we paid you like right now. I think it's a great move. That's like it's. Think about Rick was my brother Rick. By the way, for those who don't know, is general manager of the Minnesota Vikings was criticized roundly by fans, not necessarily by other GMs, but by fans when he gave Kirk Cousins twenty eight million a year. Is it an 84 total? Yeah, yeah, 84 for th- three years. The criticism. And they just gave him an, an extension, I believe. The, the. That he was guaranteed. It was outlier guaranteed. was that it was all guaranteed. Right. That was a new thing in the NFL. Now he's the like. The player would be that, given an all guaranteed deal. Now he's. Oh, look at Rick Spielman. He got a bargain. What a great deal. Yeah. But you have to think ahead like that. And you, you have to see things coming. And I applaud the Browns because. I think it's a great move. You pay more now for a guy going into his third year, and you're, you're going to be paying him through his fourth prime. Year. He's going into his fourth. Thank you. 17, 18, 19. He's, he's going into his prime, and for that position, uh, and Miles Garrett's a great player. And it just goes to show you how talent trumps baggage, and it's proven once again because of all the mess that Miles got into last year. Yep. Yet he's still getting paid because of his extreme uh, enjoyable to watch talent because he's really good. I I think he's a great player. Ten sacks in ten in the ten games he played last year before he swung Mason Rudolph's helmet at him. And um, okay, the other thing he gets when you're doing this. Can I just interrupt yeah, one second? Sure. You know what else he got by that suspension? Nobody will think about Rested. this. Yes. Yeah, six games off. Six games off. Yeah, six games off. And and like, if I'm the agent, that's what I'm selling too, right? Hey, basically, he's got he's had a half a year off, so you can add a half a year to his career. Okay, Does that makes sense to you. It makes sense to me. It all makes sense to me. I'm just not at peace with it. Of course, I, you're not. I understand the concept of paying, and I agree with the concept of paying now, so you can presumably save money later. What's the cap's going to go down? I just don't know if Miles Garrett, I don't know how he's going to react coming back from the experience. Fine. And the other thing is he's got a short lease with the league because of Mason Rudolph, because of some hits before that, where he could be a guy sitting out with a suspension for a long time. Now, do you have to pay guys on suspension? I don't think you do. Do I have what? Do you have to pay guys while they're sitting out suspended? No. Okay, so you don't have to pay them. But you're paying for production. You That cap space is taken up. You can't, right. while he's suspended, you can't take that cap space and right. go pay another defensive end. And he just makes his, 
Does Miles Garrett seem to you like a guy who loves football? He plays like it. I don't he, know. Has I don't, he been okay? The QBR of opposing quarterbacks is twenty percent lower when he's on the field than when he's not off on the field. So that shows that he makes an impact on the game. It's just he just makes me he's, nervous because when I compare, he's getting more money than Khalil Mack. Well, he signed later than Khalil Mack. It's the same phenomenon you were talking about, where you were the highest paid player, highest paid line, linebacker in the NFL for three days. That's what happens. The guy who signs most recently is the highest paid. I just don't know when I compare him to Khalil Mack, if I'm paying him more than Khalil Mack, I want Khalil Mack-type production. And to me, the impact on the game of a Khalil Mack, of a Nick Bosa, is dramatically different than the impact on the game of a Miles Garrett. But you've done games, so you would be, able, you would be much more of an authority on that than I would be. I think he's a great player. He's young. And you lock those guys up as much as you can, and you have to try to anticipate the salary cap. Without fans, and if they don't play, the salary cap is going to go down. I uh, One other thing, um, two things I wanted to bring up to you today, because uh, I value your opinion. Never, I just said that out loud. See, it is hot in here, Carrie. <laughs> That's why we need a fan on, so he doesn't say crazy Christ. things like he values my opinion. Um, do you think the NFL will swoop in on Saturdays of college football? Yes. Oh, I mean, it's, absolutely. That'd be dumb not to. Could you imagine ratings to be had, my friend? Could you imagine? They'll, they'll, they'll crush they'll, it. They'll do amazing. They'll crush it. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if you were in a meeting with owners for thirty two or even television guys, television execs. I mean, if we were, they were just sitting there and they're having a very private conversation, and be you and I and say, boy. For Fox, for example, like Urban does the studio show and Rob Stone and Reggie Bush. Not Reggie. I don't think. Or yeah, Reggie. Mm-hmm. They do that studio show. Yeah, man. I'm sorry, guys. Not going to be college football. You go to the other room. There's another executive in there. Could you imagine? Well, now we can put the NFL on Thursday night, Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, that's a whole. Do you think there might win. be a high five in each other Big a little time. bit? Big time. Yeah. Would you, as the NFL, would you move Without to a doubt. Without hesitation. Without right? a doubt, I would. You better believe it. So you know who Ed McCaffrey is? Yeah. Ed right. McCaffrey's Who's Christian McCaffrey's uh, yeah. father. Also Dylan McCaffrey's father. Also the, uh, uh, I just found out, I listen to Ed on uh, NFL radio sometimes, and he was on yesterday. He had an interesting idea. Uh, I, w- I wonder if this would pass. Um, they're looking for... Uh, the NFLPA is looking for an opt-out for players that if they choose not to play because they're scared of COVID or they're concerned, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. could be both. And I think concern and, and being scared is highly similar in a lot of cases. And I think with this, it wouldn't be. But if you, you know, if your grandmother or, or who's diabetic is living with you, then obviously you probably want to isolate yourself. Um, he, uh, the NFLPA wants a guarantee of two hundred fifty thousand dollars if a player decides to opt out. If I'm the NFL, I'm not giving him that. But he said this, and I, I want to What's get your leverage on that. I, there is no leverage. That's what they're asking for. <laughs> but what's what? What's your opinion of this? If you um don't get COVID throughout the season. So that means you're taking extreme precautions away mm-hmm. from the facility because mm-hmm. they can only protect you when you're at the facility as much mm-hmm. as possible. If you don't get COVID, um, you get an extra $200,000 as a bonus. I would. I think uh, that's a good idea. I would uh, sanction that before I would pay a guy for doing nothing. Yeah. I, I'm not, I, would, I would reward a guy for... Believing in my protocols to keep him safe yeah. and playing the season, yeah, I would do that. So I mean, because he's going to make um, extra take extra precautions. For example, like even when the season starts for me, it's not I, I get I get paid year round. I don't get paid weekly. Okay, but I have a responsibility to the company. I have responsibility to my job. So like I will go into semi quarantine during football season. Because I don't want to miss games. I don't right. want to go to a place. Uh, I don't want to travel across the country 
get tested by the team on Friday. That, that's assuming how they're going to do it. Yeah. And, okay, come back the next day saying you have COVID, you can't do the game. I don't want to do that. No. I, I don't want to miss a game. Nope. I mean, it's the same mindset that I have with players. So in order for me to give myself the best chance of that not happening, like once the season starts, I'm going to be extremely careful of going out or doing anything because of my wanting to be at the game. And that's just a sacrifice that I'm going to make to do my job. And I don't think it's unreasonable to ask players to do the same thing. But that's just my mindset. Not a bit. I don't think it's unreasonable at all either. Uh, Nor is it unreasonable to ask you to patronize our friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. They get you the best coffee from around the world, from Ethiopia, from Indonesia, from Thailand, soon from Ecuador. Light, medium, dark roast. They'll roast it to your specs. Try their flavored coffees. Try their Hunter's Blend. Their Jamaica Me Crazy. All tested and approved by Mr. Spielman. Yeah. the official coffee of the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. So when you order from HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, use that promo code in all caps. We Tackle Life. You'll save 15%. It's delicious coffee. Not one person who has purchased from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, has gotten back with us and said, you know, the coffee's just okay, or I didn't really care for the coffee. Everybody raves about the coffee, and the taste is uncommonly different than the regular coffee that you taste. The best way I can describe it is sometimes there's like a really bitter taste with some coffees. This is, for lack of a better term, uh, a smoother taste. I enjoy it. I I don't drink coffee. I drink it every day. I drink it. I drink a uh, cup when I get up, and I drink a, a cup when uh, I uh, work out. Like just when I'm on one the cup. Let's be honest. How many? No, cups then I'll probably average three a day. Yeah. Then I'll have one in the afternoon. And and uh, actually, Macy just got on coffee, so I'm trying to introduce her. Start with the best to hemisphere. Well, she likes flavored, so well, they have all kinds of flavors. They don't have all kinds of flavors. Well, she do. likes like creme brulee, and I guarantee you, they got it. They I'll, all I'll kinds have of to check. I'll get you the. I'll get you the. And I'll get her hooked up on. Uh, I'll get her addicted. I mean, hooked up. Addicted, <laughs> I mean, on uh, <laughs> hemisphere as opposed You'll to build loyalty Starbucks. with hemisphere. As I was, I don't like coffee, right? But when I go to hemisphere, Paul always insists on making me a coffee. Yeah. And it's delicious. And my daughter Katie's in the same group. She's like, "Wow, this is so good." So I used you as a. Uh, I was making a pitch last night, and I used you as uh, Spielman CBD. Okay. Pitch. I said, you know, one of the most skeptical people I know is a guy by the one name of the of... creakiest old man I know. <laughs> no, I said creaky skept- and cranky. I said no, no, you're not. You're not. You're not. Not anymore. You used to be. You used to be like just yeah. <laughs> the. Just, just like sour, just <laughs> sour and dour. It used to be awful to be around, to be honest with you, for more than twenty minutes before you know something came rolling off. That's why you'd leave the studio during commercial breaks? <laughs> Ooh, get through that fifteen-minute segment. It's yeah, fresh air. They can't pay me enough to be in the rest surrounded by this. <laughs> this came in only two hours of a three-hour show. I can only do two hours, boss. <laughs> yeah, that, that lasted a week. But anyway, I said a skeptical guy, no, and rightfully so. Uh, Bruce Hooley, I don't know if you know him. Bruce and I have been together and buddies for a long time. Uh, I had some neck issues, mm-hmm. and I said, try this roll-on, this Spielman CBD roll-on, and uh, it, it it took the edge off. I, I, and yep. I said to the guy last night, I said, look, it's not going to cure your issues, nope. but if you're looking for a pain relief, I'm I, – I'm telling you, I am skeptical about that stuff, too. I've bought everything that I've known, and the first thing I go to is that. And I'm not just saying because my name's on it, because it works. It works for me as far as taking the edge off. And 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 the uh, the um, the droplets or whatever they are, it helped me fall asleep at night because I have issues with that. I don't want to be addicted to the TV, and I'm addicted to the TV, or I was addicted to the TV, where I have to have the TV on to fall asleep, and I watch on Netflix World War II stuff. That's mm-hmm. all I watch mm-hmm. because, first of all, I educate myself on history and just the what those folks went through. Oh, my. I mean, the, what the, the mass carnage that Germany inflicted on Russia 
when they attacked the Eastern Front. I, if anybody doesn't know this, you have to watch this because it's fascinating. The siege of Leningrad, now they basically starved yeah. the people yeah. of Leningrad, isolated yeah. them. It's something. But then how the Russians came around, because Stalin ended up hiring this general that was smarter than everybody else. But did you know, I did not know this until last night. I knew they had a lot of troops. The, the 16 million troops, 16 million. And Germany so, or Russia? Russia, yeah. 16 million. They could million. just throw people at them. They just them, kept yeah. throwing people at them, and that's how they basically got them. Because yeah. the Germans would kill 300,000 like yeah. it was, or, or capture 500,000. Yeah. Didn't matter. Here comes another million. Here yeah. comes another million. So yeah. it, uh, it's it's fascinating. But anyway, uh, so the Spielman CBD droplets, you can got, I have pills, sunblock, patches, the roll-on, and the salve. It's all good. Order Spielman CBD Com, SpielmanCBD.com. Uh, as we transition to the faith portion of the podcast, um, I got a text this morning from a friend, and I, you know, we talked about COVID. We talked about the numbers on COVID. We're trying to give you a down the middle thing. I just wonder if I have. Ex- I hope that what I have said is uh, that what lands on people is that I do have respect for this virus because a lot of people have lost their lives and a lot of people have been through a lot. Uh, this friend has someone in his family who just tested, and their and their children are both have dealt with illnesses in the past, and it just was very crushing for me to hear that at a time in their life where everything in life is going very very well for them, that they have this challenge. And um, so I just ask you, I'm not going to name the friend. I just want you to pray for that family if you're a Christian and you're a believer. Uh, and I want to say that it, you know, I do acknowledge, and uh, it hit me hard that this is a challenge they're facing um, at a time when everything was great. And um, but life is that way. You can get a call, you can get a diagnosis, you can get a piece of news that happens, and that's why it's important to have a faith. Faith is not just for eternal purposes, although that is the best part of faith, is that you know your eternal future is secure. But faith is for weathering the times when challenges arise in life and you have a solid foundation to go back to. Um, We talk a lot about aspects of our faith on this podcast, and we also understand that we have a lot of people who listen to the podcast who though we're not trying to, we can kind of talk over your understanding of spiritual things. And so when I talk about faith and having a faith you can rely on, I want to refer to a current event and just explain the rudimentary elements of faith in case you're a person who listens to the podcast and does us the solid of listening all the way to the end. But sometimes we lose you because we talk about individual verses and we talk about concepts and things and you're like can't quite put it together so here was the current event a week or so ago don lemon on cnn was talking about the statues and statues being torn down and the um conversation nationally about our founders and our founders flaws and he said he does not understand why we deify or turn into gods the founders because they were flawed people and he said if you are a believer in jesus christ he was not a perfect person. <laughs> he said, admittedly, he was not perfect. Now, Don Lemon may admit that, but I certainly don't, and no Bible-believing Christian believes that Jesus was not perfect. Because if Jesus was not perfect, Christianity is a ruse. <laughs> Christianity... We're wasting time. It's the entire foundation of Christianity is that Jesus was fully God and fully man, and that he was tempted in every way that we are tempted. He was tempted to lie. He was tempted to lust. He was tempted to swear. He was tempted to to be envious. He was tempted to be jealous. He was tempted in like manner as we are, yet he was uh, sinless. And that is why, and this is where we get to the foundation of our faith. Say, why do you have a faith? Why do you need a faith? What what do you mean? What What are you relying on? God is perfect, God cannot corrupt himself by associating with anything or anyone that is not perfect. So if you've ever lied, ever stolen, ever lusted, ever envied, ever sworn, ever done anything that is not 
perfect or a violation of God's laws, the Ten Commandments, then you need to be forgiven. You need to be atoned for. You need to be able to somehow acquire a perfection you've given up by doing just that one thing. And that's why Jesus is important because as the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him, Jesus, to be sin for us. He made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. In other words, Jesus didn't sin ever. He made him to Don be didn't sin. read that verse. Hmm? Lemon didn't read that verse. Don didn't read that verse, even though he's raised Baptist. Uh, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we may be made the righteousness of God through him. In other words, we acquire Jesus's perfection. It's like if a friend owned a restaurant and took you to the restaurant and you went to the restaurant and you ordered and the waitress came and handed you your check and said, this is what you owe. And your friend said, no, no, I got it. It's on me. And you don't have to pay. You get to eat, you get all the benefits of, of like, it's your restaurant, but it's not, it's his. But your association with the friend allows you to eat free at the restaurant. Your association, your claiming of Jesus's perfection. Now, I want that. That's mine. I'm putting my trust in that. That saves you. So the whole Don Lemon thing of Jesus admittedly was not perfect. That's garbage. That is the fakest of fake news. Jesus was perfect, and that's why Christianity exists, and that's why Does you can have eternal peace. anybody ever call him out on that? Or? Yeah, he got called out some, but, I mean, that's just like, that's such a scandalous thing. He just... Say whatever you want. It's a, it's it's an ignorant statement. It's a it's a hurtful statement. Um, but it's uh, you know it's it's incorrect. And I just want I thought that gave me an opportunity to just boil down for people who may not know. Well, what is faith? Why do you need faith? Why yeah. do you and Chris feel like you even need faith? Why do you waste your time on that faith? Because nobody knows better than Chris Spielman or Bruce Hooley how flawed Chris Spielman and Bruce Hooley are. And you know what? That's not unique to us. Every single one of you knows how flawed you are. Even your wife doesn't know. Even your husband doesn't know. You know the things you've thought about. They don't know the things you've thought about. We all have a governor on what we'll say or what we'll express, but we know we've thought it. We know we've expressed it. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you think it, that's who you are. But you can be cleansed of that by Jesus' perfection on earth and his sacrifice at the cross, and he paid the debt for your sins. So that's 2 Corinthians 5.21 is my verse for today. And that it's great. hopefully well explains done. how wrong Don Lemon was in that comment. Well, I'll, I'll explain it how I understand it, uh, not as eloquent as you just did. But just to piggyback on that, so we... The question you get, well, why did God have to send Jesus? He's God. He can do whatever he wants, right? Well, there's got to be... The, Christianity is the only religion where there's a personal relationship with God through Jesus. And so whatever God is, God is righteous. So he cannot be unrighteous. He's either righteous or he's not. Perfect. <laughs> righteous is perfect. And so in order to fix... <clears throat> The problem of uh, sin, which came about in the Garden of Eden, right? In order to fix that problem, he had to make it right. And so the only way he could make it right was to come down. Jesus is God to come down and sacrifice that for our flaws. Because you, and that, and he covered, that's what. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, covered by my blood, however you want to th- see it. And so, you know, for th- for three days or two days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so three days, Satan thought he would win. There's a song called Death Was Arrested. I don't know if you've ever heard that Death song. Was arrested and my life began. Yeah. And, you know, so Satan was celebrating on Friday night. Saturday night, woke up feeling pretty good Sunday, then ball game was over because he knew that he lost. So even though Satan knows that he's lost because he's read the end of the Bible, mm-hmm. he's he's still trying to, to get as many of as you, as, you, as, as you can. And he doesn't waste a lot of time 
on the ones he already has. Nope. All his focus and energy is on guys like Bruce, on guys like me who have a strong belief. Or I, I don't want to say strong because that, that sounds a little bit arrogant. I would say an unwavering, unwavering yeah. belief on who Jesus is and who we accept and what knew what we had to do. And we just want to encourage you to think about that. God is so righteous that he had and loves you so much that he had to make this right by coming down and becoming man and being perfect so that we can all be covered. It's We're all covered. You're covered. And there will be a change in you. There'll be a change in your heart. Um, there'll be a change in what you once may have found uh, interesting. You might not find as much as much interest in it you'll still have struggles you know the one thing i struggle with and i you know if we're going to talk about this i have to be completely honest and open and share with folks what i struggle with is my language like if i get angry or frustrated i revert back to the locker room and i hate it when i do it but i do it i get and that's not what i want to do and that's a battle that that I fight. Some people struggle with pornography. Some people struggle with drugs. Some people struggle with lying. Some people s- struggle with and uh, en- um, envy of money. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their god. And even though they are, they are, but they're covered for that. As long as in their hearts, they recognize that that is not what I want to be. That is not what motivates me. And I need help with that. Like I, I really struggle in in certain areas um and people like oh you, so you curse once in a while that's not a big deal well it's a big deal to me and it's a yeah. big deal to god because it's offensive to god and that's the change of heart right when you invited jesus into your life to cover your sin he implants a new standard in your heart and what you and i talk about the term peace a lot we have peace in our life you had peace even though you were in searing pain and uh, and grief over Stephanie's loss, you had peace because you knew you would see Steph again. Wow. You knew where Steph was going. The peace you have will the peace you have with the with the behaviors you're engaged in now and the thought processes you're engaged in now that are not God's design for your life. You know, back when I was lost, I didn't have a guilty conscience about swearing or you know, any other sin that I was engaged in. But when I truly gave my life to Jesus and when I really understood what he did for me and what he spares me of, when you really understand the gravity of that trade that you get to make, your imperfection for his perfection, you can't spit on the significance of that by continuing to enjoy or luxuriate in those behaviors Mm -hmm. that you know are not honoring to him. So that peace with your bad behavior leaves you. Some people call it insight. You have more insight and more self-awareness and a willingness. There's a willingness to disengage from that, whatever that behavior is. And it doesn't mean you won't struggle with it because, you know, as much as God knows you, Satan knows you, right? Mm. Would you agree with that? Mm. So he knows where you're weak. He knows where to tempt you. He knows where to go after you. And I submit to you out there that if any of you are examining this faith, I mean, we've had a couple emails where a guy's trying to get there but just can't go over the top, you know. And I would ask him to pray the uh, prayer that um, the— story in the bible about the guy's daughter who's are sick and jesus said your daughter's or i do believe if you believe your daughter will be healed and the guy says i do believe but you need to kind of help me here with my unbelief yeah it's just too good to be true it feels too good you to need, be true you need to help, help me my with, unbelief i i say that prayer not not that i ever not believe but i say that prayer a little bit and reflect on that when uh, I do have doubts because Satan will, will creep in and exploit your doubts and, and right and bring Absolutely. them into your mind. Yep. Not that there's not a God or not there's not a Jesus or not there's not an afterlife, but I just, yeah, you just, can roi- I, just can roils I up your mind, yeah, roils just... up your thoughts and takes away your peace. Yeah. Yeah. So we just wanted to leave you with that today. We want to encourage you. We thank you for listening. Remember Friday is the day we give away $1,000 in COVID-19 relief. Get your 
nominations in to SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. Our official law firm, Willis Spangler, Starling & Hilliard, stands ready to help you with workers' compensation, personal injury, wills and estate planning, any legal issue that you have. You want someone you can rely on, someone you can trust, someone you know is of the utmost integrity and character. That is Willis Spangler, Starling. They're online at willisattorneys.com. You will love them. They will tell it to you straight. They will make you understand where uh, your legal rights are, and they'll give you a very, very clear picture of what lies ahead for you and how they can help you through that difficulty in your life. You want a law firm that can handle any situation in your life. You want Willis Spangler Starling. Willis Spangler Starling online, willisattorneys.com. We'll be back Friday. Everybody have a great day.